The A Woman's Soul Restored podcast talks about the things in life that can flip our lives upside down. Topics are discussed that will give you hope, help you to discover that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and that you are not alone. LaTanya and her guests do not focus on the turmoils that disrupts life, but on the victory that is birthed from hurt and pain. The topics may be hard to hear, but necessary for awareness and growth. LaTanya has a bachelor's in human services with a minor in psychology. She has not only helped women over the last four years through this podcast, but has dedicated her life to helping others in whatever way she can. She is living proof that rape or sexual abuse or any trauma does not stop your life, but purpose can come from personal tragedy. She has been the founder and president of a nonprofit for over 20 years, a published author of many books, an ordained minister, and has a sincere heart for helping others. Helping women be healed and restored, helping to overcome various trials and adversity, and bringing awareness to different issues has been the standard of the podcast for the last four years. Welcome to the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast with LaTanya Y. Hendry. Welcome back to A Woman's Soul Restored. This is actually my first episode back. I was going to do another topic and already recorded it actually. But this one caught my eye and I wanted to do commentary on a hot topic right now that directly correlates with this show, this podcast. And I wanted to get into this topic because, well, I'm going to say this. It's good to be back. (laughs) It's good to be recording. And next week, how I begin that podcast, it would seem like that's going to be my first episode back because how I started, but how I will start it, but... This is actually the first episode back, and I wanted to record this because this topic is one that affects me closely as a survivor. So, I'm going to be talking about the Adult Survivors Act, or the ASA bill, um, which brought up a lot of lawsuits against people with money or stars, And I want to talk about the bill somewhat, but I also want to talk about us lifting these stars up to a higher um, pedestal than the regular person. And that works two ways, because, yes, they've worked hard to get to where they are. And I'm, I'm so anxious about this, I'm trying to get into the topic already. So... Let's get into the routine. Let's get something to drink. 
the weather's kind of chilly. Depends because we've been having some nice weather here and it's supposed to warm up towards the end of this week. So whatever your temperature is, let's get you something to drink accordingly and we'll go from there. So let's talk about the ASA bill, the Adult Survivors Act bill that caused so many lawsuits to come forward because what it basically is that it took the statute of limitations off for sexual crimes and you had cases going back from the 90s of women coming forward and bringing lawsuits and and charges being filed against stars um Weinstein and um, Cosby and uh, various other stars that saw their lives kind of crumble around them as these accusations came forward. So the bill was actually groundbreaking because sexual cases are ones that most crimes have statutes of limitations on them, but it seems as if this person the victim goes through their trauma. Sometimes their trauma goes past the statute. And as you begin to rebuild your life and try to get a sense of normalcy back, when you realize, you know, I I need to act on this, I need to bring this to the forefront, the limitation has been put into place. So, the statute. So, not only are you put back in a place of being bound by the occurrence that happened to you, you get no justice. So this bill was actually allowing to give survivors the voice that some of them suppressed for decades to get justice for them. And all together, it was 2,500 actions that was filed under that legislation. And I'm reading this from the Wall Street Journal, so this is where I'm getting my information from this morning. I have it pulled up on my laptop. Um, I try to pull from reliable sources and not just from, you know, opinionated publications, but fact-based and um, publications to where... It's more legitimate. But as the lawsuits began to come in and more women began to come out, some of us as regular citizens really took offense to their favorite star being accused of such an act because they don't have to do that. They don't have a a reason to do that. Well, I'm going to say this about money. If you already have a propensity towards certain things, if your nature, and I'm going to clean this up a bit, if your nature leans more towards children, if your your nature rises as you beat a woman, or if you your aggressive nature um, allows you to do things to a woman that, that really demeans who her character is and you have money 
that only gives you the freedom to do more of what th- those perversive things that you want to do. Being a star does not diminish that characteristic in you. And that's hard for people to understand that a star, why would they do that? They got all this money. Exactly. That's why they can do this because they have all this money and they throw this money around to keep people quiet. They have people around them that knows exactly what they're doing. But because they are who they are, they decide to not say anything or decide not to get involved. And this has nothing to do with me personally, per se. So why should I say anything? Because it's the right thing to do. And no, money is not evil, but money is the root of all evil. Meaning if you're a really good person if you and you have money, you're going to do really great things with your money. You're going to establish cha- charities and, and um, different forums, help different groups, do more for people in need with your money. But if you are a not-so-good person with these perversive tendencies, then when you get your money, what do you think you're going to do? What do you think these people are going to do? You think that nature is going to subside because they are who they are and they have a little money? Come on, B, let's, let's get real. When the star, and I would call his first initial, R, when all these allegations first came out about him, people were so offended because why did they wait so long and you know, it, it could be a variant of reasons why, you know, a woman chooses not to come forward. And I'm not saying all accusations are true because we know some things go on to where a lie can come out. If they see these men got money, they can really put themselves in a situation to where things could look the way they look so that they can get a piece of that money. You could look at parents that let their young girls go around these people just because they're stars to try to get a break for their children, and their children end up in a situation to where they're exposed to things that are not so kind. But let's look at the actual person. Let's look at the person that allegedly commit these crimes, that allegedly do these things that are accused against them. We'll look at the victim, we'll look at the parents, we'll look at the people surrounding them, we'll look at all these factors, we'll even look at the situational occurrences. You know, if they weren't there, that wouldn't have happened, and and probably so, probably so, because we do have to be careful where our physical bodies are, the environments that we're in. We have to be very cautious as women where our children are where our grandchildren are. We can't be so trusting in these days and times that we're in because things are just, the the criminality of a person's mind is running rampant. And so many things are happening to where we've been conditioned to when we hear certain things, it's not shocking anymore. It's not, oh my God, that happened? It's like, oh, okay, you know, something else. But we live in a society where everything's on board. 
meaning there's no behavior that's perversive. There's no lashback for your bad, your badness, so to speak. So it, 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 it seems as a person has more money, more status, that we're more easily to side that they did not do certain things because of who they are, because of what they have. But in the case of Aura, there was always a, a, a word there about his behavior and the things he was doing. But because that money was there also and that talent, because you can't take the talent away. He's a very gifted singer um, in his R&B craft. But that tendency is still there. It's still there. And money just made it more accessible, more easy to do the things that he was doing. My uh, Nino, which is my little pit, well, not little pit, he's a big pit, having a sneezing attack for whatever reason. So that is him sneezing in the background. Um, he's usually somewhere close when I'm doing these podcasts. So any sneezing or any kind of noises you probably hear is him, which, you know, I'm recording at 5.55 a.m. So it's just me and him that's up. But um, getting back on topic, just realizing that when these people are accused of whatever they're being accused of, these crimes that violate, these crimes that humiliate and demean, and the majority is women, are women, um, why is it so easy to believe that a regular person can do it, but because these persons are they're, they're famous and they have money and they have clout and status, that there's no way that they can do it. There definitely is a way that they could do it. It, it. It's more certain that they could do it than the average Joe because they have the money and the means to do certain things and the people around them are not going to say anything, either in fear of losing that friendship and being close to that person because they are who they are, or just because they, they really feel it doesn't pertain to them and they don't have to say anything. Why should I snitch? You know, so it's, I'm going to do this in two parts because sometimes when I talk about a certain subject, I get vested, meaning, you know, it hits close to home. And no, I've never been violated by a star, but violation is violation. And if you've been through that, you understand that certain, when you hear certain things and talk about certain cases, it'll get to you. Um, no matter how many years have gone by, certain things still get to you. So I'm going to do this in two parts. Um, I'm about to end this part. But when I come back, I really want to get into, you know, the the meat of what this bill coming to an end really means. And how can we still be a support? for victims even though this bill is wrapping up is it wasn't meant to be a permanent statute it was there with a with an end time in mind and that end is approaching so how can we still be a support 
to the women that didn't come forward. Some really in shame was not going to come forward, especially if so much time has elapsed. They, well, we'll touch on it when we get back. All right. Body Beautiful is a natural products company located in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. The company hosts an array of products for the skin and hair. Products to beautify your skin without the toxins and the contaminants that come in over-the-counter products. Each product is made by hand and used only vegan and products that are natural and healthy for the skin. For the holidays, Body Beautiful will be doing gift boxes or you can do a gift basket or just put a simple gift bag together for your loved one to let them know how much you care. Now, nothing needs to be wrong with your skin in order to order Body Beautiful products. If you just want to use natural products or just want to moisturize your skin, Body Beautiful has a product list just for you. Everything from shea butter, body butter, body oils, and everything that you could use to replace the products that you could buy on your shelf, on the grocery shelf, is available at Body Beautiful. So reach out today at 912-550-4628, 912-550-4628. I'm also available to ship. I can't ship the completed product, but I can ship the products and you can put together like how you would like to put your basket or box together. So let Body Beautiful supply your needs today for your holiday giving. Well, y'all, the quick break took me two days. It is now Saturday, and I um, just want to get back on topic really quick and not drag this out. The actual um, Adult Survivors Act ended on November 24th of this year, so we're looking at maybe two weeks ago. It only was enacted for a year, so from November 24, 2022 to November 24, 2023. But within that small window of time, so many cases came forward. So many women decided to come forth with what had happened to them because they didn't have a lot of time to really think about, should I do this now? It was either at now or before you know it, that window would be up. So, when we took the break, I wanted to talk about how can you help someone that has disclosed that they have been violated with someone with money, a pervert with money, a sadistic pervert with money. Because the thing about this is if you have been getting away with this for umpteen many years, and it's not a word, but people use it. So why not use it? 
for umpteen years you've been able to throw your money around, have people hush for you, be able to do whatever you wanted to do in whatever environment you wanted to do it in, and nobody would say anything because they either didn't want to offend you and have you on their bad side. They had so much pull until you didn't want to offend them or you would not be in that industry anymore or you just didn't care. But when somebody's been able to do these type of things for years and able to get away with it, they can become, or they may feel, they can become untouchable, that they're invincible. Because once you get away with something, even if a child tries to steal candy or steal money out their mom or pocketbook or dad's wallet, the more they get away with it, the more comfortable they are. So when these perverts, when these molesters, those that traffic children, because all this is coming out now about the traffic, using the industry to as an avenue to traffic young people that's trying to come into the industry going all the way back to and this is for those of you all that's in my age era crisscross which was a popular duo in the 90s um ain't the only song i remember they made was jump but a lot of allegations have are coming out as of a few days ago about what they endured under the hands of another artist um that were supposed to protect them. And one of the young men, I can't remember which one has passed, but he OD'd on drugs. He died of a drug-related overdose when he was 34. But the family had said he was struggling. He had struggled for years with drugs. And we that are survivors know that we deal with being violated in different ways. Most of the time they're negative especially if you're young. So drugs and alcohol and things that numb you seem to be a go-to to help you deal with whatever has happened to you. So people have been putting, socializing that together for years about why this young man life ended the way it did and how he ended up being on drugs to begin with what led a career that was supposed to flourish into a young man that turned to drugs and ultimately those drugs took his life. Well, there's stories all through the industry about young people that's old, that has OD'd and, and speculations about the trauma they have went through in some kind of form that caused them to start to indulge in drugs and we know once you indulge and dabble in something that dabble can become a habit so it's something to think about when you start thinking about these people and their money and what they're able to do and get away with who they're able to buy because in and I'm going to use what he used to go by in the Puff Daddy situation with the three people that have come forward, two, two of them were named and one of them was a Jane Doe. But two of them said that they did file charges and they tried to pursue it, but it never went anywhere. So that makes you think, why did it not go anywhere? Who paid who what to be 
quiet or to not to pursue these charges. Money can do a lot. And I said that in the first part of the segment that a person is going to be who they are. Money does not change that. If you're a good person, money is going to make you a really, really good person and you're going to do a lot of good things. If you're a person that's not so good, money is going to give you the ability to do not so good things and able to get away with it. So we can't always look at what this person does or because you have everybody from school teachers to policemen to judges to our favorite stars on TV, our favorite gospel artists. We have many, many people. And I was a fan of that 70s show, Love Hide. And when that allegation came forward, and he has subsequently got convicted, and Danny Masterson has gotten convicted 30 years over something, you know, these people have money. They don't have to, they're not bad looking. They don't have to force anybody to do anything or take anything from anybody, but it's a sense of power that comes along when you can, when you're able to roughhouse somebody or able to make somebody submit to you and do things that are unspeakable to somebody. If you're already perversive in your ways, there's a sense of entitlement that, yeah, I can do this and I can get away with it. And many have for many years, but it's so many storage coming forward now until it's like who's next <laughs> the the people that we've loved growing up on tv the, the people that we the music that we listen to uh, um it's, it's people in high places that produce the shows that we have looked at these people that we look at as you know they don't do anything wrong we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but we're finding out what has been taking place. The speculations for years about the darkness that goes on and what you have to do in order to become famous. And not saying that everybody has done this. Everybody that is famous probably didn't get on the director's couch. But I, I think it's safe to say as many that, that have. And what you do willingly with your body, if you want to do that, that's one thing. Um, I'm not a judge of people because we all have to account for what we have done in our life, for the sins or whatever we've done. We all have to account for that. And if you're grown enough to do that, if you're grown enough to want to sell your soul to be whatever you want to be in life and, and you're able to do it, then by all means, it's your soul, you're an adult. But when you come to forcing somebody and taking stuff from them and, and trafficking children and, you know, some of us as parents can be naive when we just want our child to be famous and we let others um, tutor or mentor or, or give them counsel. And when your child starts acting in a particular way and you're attributed to, well, they're not used to this new fame, it could be because something else is going on and they don't know how to get it out so they begin to act out but we have to have an open mind and an open just be willing to not look at what somebody has and who they are but to until yes somebody is innocent until proven guilty 
But if the evidence is overwhelming, and, and if it's not even a question that this person did this, we're only questioning it because of who they are. Now, I'm going to say this, because I'm a firm believer in justice. I know even if they don't get justice here, our Father has a way of making sure they get justice. Out of all the stories I've heard, the only one I don't believe that took place was the one with Luther Campbell, better known as, you know, Two Live Crew, Uncle Luke, they call him now. But um, out of all, and the only reason I say that because of the reputation that he has through the years, he hasn't tried to be anything else except the nastiness he's known for. I'm just going to try to clean it up the best way. I can and people that know me know that I've said publicly that when I was younger in my late teens early 20s I wanted to be a loop dancer that was my goal in life that was my focus I wanted to be a loop dancer badly I wanted to get to Miami with everything and wanted to be a loop dancer that's not why I don't believe he did it I don't believe it because the first thing he said is, we'll go to court. I'm, I'm, this is an allegation that's not true, and we'll go to court. I will prove my innocence. When somebody says something like that and has been no holes bar, is an open book, and there's never been any kind of talk about them having to do anything to a woman that she didn't want done to her, because the dancers were extensive throughout the years. People wanted to be in the two live crew videos so I, that one I did not believe because it's Luther Campbell you know it's, it's the, the the daddy of nastiness so to speak two live crew is one of the most perversive groups in the industry at that time and I don't think it's been one since them that really shook up the industry like how it did with pushing the boundaries on the sexualness that went on in videos and in songs and just didn't care, didn't change up until they disbanded. Now, I don't know if they formally disbanded and just stopped making music, but that one I did not believe because it, it was just, and I, nobody's 100% right. I may be wrong for thinking he didn't do it, but that was the only situation that I didn't think. Um, took place but in other instances you know and I'm not putting him above because he's money got money or anything it's just a person's characteristic you know a lot of these people that's coming forth for whatever reason now with the accusations that's being said against them through the years things have been said and nothing just was done about it especially with our going all the way back to Aaliyah but with her being underage and the things that went on in that situation and that was in the mid 90s that was so so long ago but there's always been a little little hush there about what this person was able to do and get away with because his talent outshone the things that he were doing in certain people's eyes and those people were actually the people that should have been coming forward and speaking out about what was happening but chose to turn a blind eye so what can you do for that person 
that's living in that now. Because, like I said, with the Puff Daddy case, and I am using what he used to go by. He doesn't go by that now. But in that situation, two of the people were named, and one of them was um, a Jane Doe. But for those people that are named, those women, how do you think they're feeling, you know, having to come forward this after all this time and state things that had happened to them, even though I think they were in a situation where they went back to the hotel and some things transpired and with one of them. Then when they, they met back up, the other she found out that her friend had went through the same thing. So, um... And maybe that's why they didn't say anything because, I mean, didn't really push the envelope because they did say they tried to bring awareness to the situation. They did report it and nothing was done. So when you get to that point where you keep trying and keep trying and you already feel that because I put myself in a situation, this happened, you may not want to pursue it any further. But because this window was so narrow this year, this November 24th of last year until November 24th this year. Yeah, it was time to come forward. It was time to speak your truth. It's time, as with many that came forward, the, the number was astronomical of how many cases were filed. And not saying all those cases were real, were true. But in this society and in these, these times that we live in, I do think a large percentage were. And... This is an opinion-based show that's based on facts, but I do give my opinions, <coughs> excuse me, on certain avenues, and in this one, I'm giving my opinion that I think a lot, a big percentage of those cases were true, not 100%, and I don't know what the number would be, but I think it was a large amount of those, those cases, those filings were true. How you could be there for that person, how you can be, if you're a family member of one of those ladies or any of those ladies that are named in any of these suits that came forward, how do you be a support to them? How can you keep them sheltered from the lashback that can come back from speaking out? But that's the thing, you can't really protect them from that because when these public people go down and if you're named in that, then it's going to be out. It's going, your name is going to be some of everywhere. But the most you can do for them is let them know that you love them and you are there for them. You will be there for them. You believe them. You will, you know, not try to sell their story behind their back. You know, they have to know that they can trust you. And in order to do that, you have to show yourself trustworthy. So... I would go as far as even saying someone that works for a company that has billion dollar revenue or millions of dollars revenue per annually and they have a CEO that's known for being handsy that type of stuff you know everybody is not famous because of they can sing or they can act or what have you some people are famous just because of the amount of money they have just because they've done good in business and they're a millionaire, they're a billionaire, that doesn't reduce that behavior just because they have money. So you have to know if you are in close correlation with somebody that has gone through 
that. That's the first thing. And then they have to relive their name being said. Almost to the point of, and I love ex-president Bill Clinton, but almost to the case like the Monica Lewinsky situation where her name was everywhere. Everywhere you look during that time. And even now, people know who Monica Lewinsky is. Even though she's gone on and did other things with her life, everybody knew who she was. She was the intern that did what she did to the President of the United States. And he lied initially and said, I didn't have sexual relations with that woman. Well, you did a few things with that woman. But just imagine what her life went through. Because in the beginning, she saved the dress or what have you, or we either was a shirt or a dress or something that she saved that had the stain, oh God, on it from what, you know, came from him. We just go put that like that. But it got so big until it got bigger than what she could manage and maintain. And it followed her. It still it still follows her until this day. So just imagine if she didn't have some kind of support in place. Yeah, she had financial support. But what if she didn't have family support or the support of friends? She probably would have frizzled away, you know. Um, stuff like that affects people differently, depending on your <coughs> mindset and how you handle things and how you, you know, deal with pressure and how you deal with negativity. She was already an intern at the White House, so she was used to, you know, trying to acclimate herself to the pressures of being an intern in such a big forum. But people don't pay attention to the interns at the White House. This story made her famous, and it will follow her probably until she's not here anymore. But to the regular person, um, how they deal with that, is to have support, have people believe that what they're saying is the truth, not to try to get people to, you know, sell their story, saying that I'm so-and-so's best friend or I'm their parent. You know, we have people that will stoop to low lows to get their five minutes of fame as well off of the person they're supposed to love and believe and be there for. So just be that friend, be that family member, be that person that is there to be a comfort and whatever way you can. But don't be so quick to want to tell everybody, well, yeah, she said this and she said that. and I'm selling my story. I got an autobiography coming out. I want to be on this podcast, tell my story. Because we got a lot of that happening now, too. People that's close to people that, you know... (laughs) It's, it's weird because friendship has taken a totally different approach, a totally different view to people that they feel that they can come out and share what they know. Um, like I said earlier, if grown people do what grown people do, that's them. I, they don't have to answer to me or anyone else. But if you're their friend, why all of a sudden now, if you do this from years ago, and this has happened in several instances, you know, now all of a sudden you want to come out and tell your story. You want to come out and say what you knew. But you knew all this 
two, three decades ago. Why you not then come forth then? Because it was beneficial for you to be their friend at that time. And we're going back to that because you're one of the people that was quiet when you should have been vocal, should have been saying some things then. But now it's not beneficial for that person to be in your life anymore. So you want to talk. You want to tell your story. So, yeah, you can tell your story, but I really look at people like that in a different light because what would you sell about me? <laughs> what would you say about me? You can't say you're my friend, but you do this to the person you was friends with all those years, you know, um, personal assistant to one, um, bodyguard to another, just different um, people have come forward telling their story about what they do. Um, but didn't come forward at the time and say what they do. So it's good they're coming forward now. It's good they share a personal account of what they know. But I look at it as suspect, you know. I, I you know, I, some of the stuff I didn't even look at because I seen who they were and the relation they was through who they were spilling the tea on. I didn't want to look at that. You know, most of the stuff I've heard through what other people were saying or what people have inboxed me on Facebook and sent me. And I didn't look at full videos of anything because some of that 23 minutes, 54 minutes, (coughs) there's a lot of time to sit and look at somebody rant about what they knew decades ago. So, no, I didn't look at that stuff. Um, Don't care to see it now. But it just shows the magnitude of what friendship now looks like. Can we trust anybody? If you do have a friend and you know this person is a friend or you know these people are your friends, hold on to them with their life. Because friendships are so hard. Genuine and true friendships are so hard to come by. So hard to come by. So hold on to them. You be a true friend yourself. Because the Bible talks about in order to have friends, you have to show yourself friendly. So, but be a friend to somebody that has has endured this and then have to repeatedly hear their names on the blogs and on the podcasts and on different avenues of where people are steadily talking about this because new revelations are coming out daily, sometimes hourly. We hear different reports about certain people these stars with their money these perverts with their money so just be mindful and make sure you're being friendly as well and whatever they share with you you keep it with you and them so if you please send me your emails or your what you felt about this comeback episode from me and on a i don't even much know how long the high is high this was but it's good to be back um I can't say that it won't happen again because as the Lord pulls me, you know, for a time with him, I'm finding out that a lot of stuff that I want to do personally is not in my best interest. So I did pull, not only pull away from the podcast, but I wasn't on social media as much. There's a lot of things I was not doing because I needed to take that time. I needed to, I guess settle some things in what was going on in my life and what was going on in my spirit. So I did that, and it's okay. Um, so as I stated earlier in the first part of the 
podcast when next week, because I've already did next week, because next week's was supposed to be what I talked about this week, um, which is going to be, I usually don't give a title, but since it's already done, it's going to be about when adult children return home with their problems. So that's not the title, but that's basically what the content is about, when adult children come back home. And it's an epidemic of adult children that have returned home for whatever reason. So I got into that topic. But um, just when you hear that opening, just know that it was something that was recorded before I did this. So this is Latanya Hendry for Woman Soul Restored. You all have a blessed week. You have been listening to the A Woman's Soul Restored podcast with LaTanya Y. Hendry. If you like what you have heard, share the link and hit the support link as well to share this message worldwide. If you would like to reach out to LaTanya, send her an email at awomanssoulrestored at gmail.com. You can also reach out on Facebook at A Woman's Soul Restored. Also, check out the website at www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. Join us every Sunday for a new episode. Until next week, you have too much life to live to not be restored. Be blessed, but also be a blessing as well. Thank you.